Okay, we're gonna go ahead and throw it up onto the turntable here. Yeah, let's watch a video. All right. I told you at the beginning of the program, we're tired of lies and we're telling the truth here. Yep. We're, regardless of what you think about us personally, don't judge us, judge the message. Right. The truth in our message. Now, here's a couple of guys that might look a little different than you or I. Might sound a little different than either one of us. <laughs> might talk a little fast at times. But these guys are on point with their truth. Well, America has experienced a rapid, in fact, a massive inflation in genders. At one point, biologists were allowed to determine what biology was, and there were two, male and female. Now, there's agender, bigender, two-spirit, herja, hedra, we could go on forever. <laughs> wait, say them, his, hers. See, Sim, wait, what are these words? You are confused, why are you talking in thirds? You can only be one, it's not what you prefer. You're either one of the two. Whatever's between your two legs is the proof. Whoever gave you the option to choose, man, just sit down and listen, I'm breaking the news. It's only two genders, your parents are jacking you up. They might as well put some crack in your cup. You came out innocent, now you're corrupt. Now you stand on the bridge and you just wanna jump. <laughs> Got these pink haired devils teaching the kids in the school they are vessels. Used by the enemy, he's just a rebel. Let's turn up the kettle when God gets a hold of him. He won't be gentle. How dare you misgender me? My pronouns are them and theirs. Get it right! Y'all brains in a blender. If you state the obvious, he will be censored. God made your body and you're just the renter. He's the inventor and he only made two genders. Two genders. Two genders. He only, he only made two genders. Only two. Look, there's only two genders. I love the science and it says yeah. there's only two genders. Google just told me there's 70 genders. I need the evidence. Where's the defenders? Maybe you're brain dead. You lost your receptors. They banned me because I'm a repeating offender. These are the stakes in their race. I am not giving one inch to the gays. It's funny, the sin that God called is detestable. Now when they claim it, they get all the praise. Evil. We only rock in the blue and the pink. I think that you need to get a new shrink. Now you're denying the science. You think I want answers right now, but you're trying to think. You were assigned one at birth. There's only two genders, man. Look at the birds. Men should be straight and women have curves. You just shaking your fist up at God. You got nerves. How dare these people use common sense? Everybody knows there's more than two genders. Y'all brains in a blender. If you state the obvious, you will be censored. God made your body and you're just the renter. He's the inventor and he only made two genders. Two genders. Two genders. He only, he only made two genders. Only two. Look, there's only two genders. I love the science and it says there's only two genders. At Digging Deeper, we want to do everything we possibly can to protect these babies from sickening creatures. We refuse to sit and watch from the bleachers. The ugly truth. Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. Here's Struggle Jennings and his daughter Brianna with a cry for help. And then we'll get started on the ugly truth. Keep the blindfold up and lose blurry eyes. 
guys Gonna be a horror story with a scary dies Angels fly with their guns out Causing hell of fire when Mother Mary cries I heard the lies but I seen the truth They gonna silence you if you bring the proof They gon' call you crazy when you call them out They try to box us in but we can box them out Don't dare ask me what I'm talking about If you ain't listen yet then you'll never hear it We gon' pray to God and we gon' stand up Got an army here I know the devil fear Yeah the future's clear when you know the past And that train is coming and it's rolling fast Gotta fix the path that's on a broken track There's no time for us to be holding back Now we need some leaders to wake up the sleepers Make believers out of non-believers Let freedom of speech ring through the speakers Take the filthy rich to the cleaners Shine our light, baby, high beamers Don't let sex crimes be a misdemeanor Protect these babies from these sickening creatures I refuse to sit and watch from the bleachers huh? Oh man, it is time again for the ugly truth. And like Tyson James just said, there are only two genders. We just watched a majority of the Matt Walsh video. Yes, it was really good. Can you answer the question? Can we ask the public and see if anybody can answer this question? <laughs> what Do you want, is can a- I put? Can I put you on the spot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a woman? A woman. Yeah, woman. A woman is just one of two genders. Okay. <laughs> What's a gender? Uh, male or female. It mm. should be pretty simple. Right? Okay, it's just like God's the inventor. And in that, in that sim- it's just that simple. Yeah. He's the... Okay, there's only two genders. Well, how on earth did we get here? I mean, what in right. the world are we talking about? You know, Satan loves to copy God, but his copy is always inferior he has hijacked the rainbow, but it's not the same. Mm-mm. And he has been in the process of hacking our minds, bodies, and our very own DNA. Yes. Transhumanism, transgender, trans, 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 trans this, trans that, designer babies, and directed evolution. These are terms we hear more and more. But what is the common purpose behind them all? Changing God's creation. Playing God. Playing God. God doesn't take kindly to someone messing with his perfect creation. Let's start with a little story from Genesis. Okay, let's do. In 19, two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside of your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. He knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. No, they answered, we'll spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered the house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate unleavened bread. Mm. Mm -hmm. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, where are the men who came with you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Huh? Yep. Verse 12 and 13 says, The two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here? Sons-in-laws, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry of the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. Yeah. Verse 24 Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain. 
destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. Totally desolate. God blew up two whole cities over gay pride and sodomy. Did I just hear you say that? Yes. God blew up two whole cities, even the possibly innocent people, two whole cities over gay pride and sodomy. Where did this horrible idea come from? This gay pride and sodomy thing. When did it start? Well, here we go. Right there. There are two names mentioned in modern history. Mm-hmm. Alfred Kinsey and John Money. Like I said, you always got to follow the money. <laughs> right. Right. Here are a couple of articles if you want to dig in. All right. The first article is called Alfred Kinsey, Father of Sexual Revolution, who claimed babies have orgasms and child rape benefit victims. Oh. And then John Money and the Sinister Origins of Gender Ideology, How a Cruel Amoral Experiment Helped Birth Today's Trans Movement. So that one... They talk about both of those people in the What is a Woman movie. Okay. So um, John Money um, is the one who experimented on the pair of twins. Oh, right. Yeah, you're talking about those two guys? Yes, Mm -hmm. they were in the movie. Yes, for sure they were. Right. Yeah, and uh, it begins with an interview between Jeremy Wiles, this this, uh, article... Uh, no, Disclosure Hub, this video I have here. Oh, the, oh, this is your upcoming video? This is my upcoming video. Okay, right. go ahead and intro this. Okay, so Disclosure Hub released Playboy Exposed last year. Okay. And it begins with this interview between Jeremy Wiles and Dr. Judith Reisman discussing Kinsey's research, the mm, first guy. Okay. Dr. Reisman is the founder of the Child Protection Institute and has written several books like Kinsey, Crimes and Consequences, Sexual Sabotage, and Stolen Honor, Stolen Innocence. So we're going to go ahead and pull up this video, and we're going to let you watch it. I met up with Dr. Judith Reisman, a world historian in the destruction of human sexuality. Dr. Reisman is recognized as an expert witness exposing the sex industry's hidden agenda. Playboy sued you, or you sued Playboy? No, Playboy sued me for libel and slander. And what happened? I won. She's fought the pornography industry for decades and even won a lawsuit against Playboy. So how did we get here to where we're at today? Because I don't think pornography has always been such an epidemic cancer within our society like it is today. The turning point for all that was Dr. Alfred Kinsey, his book, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, 1948. He was the father of the sexual revolution and therefore the father of everything that has come from that. And certainly one of the key things was pornography. Dr. Alfred Kinsey ushered the destruction of our nation's moral code with his books, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male and Sexual Behavior in the Human Female, known as the Kinsey Reports. The world recognized him as the leading scientific expert on human sexuality. The reports claim that humans were sexual from birth and that what we deemed as immoral sexual behavior was actually normal, thus making it moral. Once a biologist who studied gall wasp, Kinsey's obsession with sexuality led him to found the Kinsey Institute for Sex Research at Indiana State University. What people to this day are not aware of were the methods he used to collect his data. 
And I looked at the graphs that he provided, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 tables. And I said, wait a minute, that's a two-month-old baby. What, how does he know a two-month-old baby did or did not have an orgasm? And then table 34, a four-year-old child, uh, 26 orgasms in 24 hours? That's an around-the-clock experiment. Wow, that's torture. That's torture, you bet. He also actually employed bona fide pedophiles to, uh, to do what they did to children for his so-called dating. Kinsey wanted to prove that we are sexual from birth, so it wasn't surprising that he drew his data from pedophiles, rapists, and murderers. They were the perfect sample because obviously a rapist pedophile will have a skewed perspective on sexuality, convincing himself that his victim finds pleasure in the act of being raped. Using a stopwatch and a ledger, they recorded their sexual experiments, systematically molesting thousands of young children under the guise of science. This research was compiled in his books, Sexual Behavior of the Human Male and Sexual Behavior in the Human Female. He said, we, I had 196 pre-adolescents under 12, and he broke them up into six categories, and fainting, convulsions, screaming, writhing, you know, striking what he called their partner, that's somebody who's raping them, okay? And they were trying to get away, but he said they enjoyed it. They definitely enjoyed it. The research in Kinsey's books were partly based on the collection of data in confessions of a Nazi pedophile during World War II, Dr. Fritz von Balusek, who raped hundreds of children. After the war, the Nazi officer was charged and put on trial for the murder of a 10-year-old girl. They found detailed records of von Balusek's heinous sexual acts with children, revealing his correspondence with Kinsey. Dr. Kinsey, who was fully aware of the Nazi officer's atrocities, warned him in his letters to be careful and encouraged him to continue his research. During the trial, the judge said, I got the impression that you got to the children in order to impress Kinsey and to deliver him material. To his surprise, Balusek replied, Kinsey himself asked me for that. Now that wow. became the foundation for the sex educational structure that fed itself into what we are teaching our children right now as we sit here and speak. I venture to suggest that what we are putting into our books on sex education today is based almost fully upon philosophic guess. And of course, it was the foundation of all the changes in our laws, the sodomy laws, the abortion laws, everything else. I mean, he's there. Promoting his philosophy to the educational system, teaching children his views on sexuality. What's more, the pharmaceutical industry capitalized from the sexual revolution. We saw the emergence of STDs, sexual enhancers, and the morning after pill. The divorce rate soared along with sexual crime. As a people, we would never be the same again. Our innocence was lost forever. Ultimately, Kinsey's fraudulent data led to the legalization of pornography. One of the virgins in college that read Kinsey and believed him was a guy named Hugh Hefner. Ah. Okay, yeah, so he's in so college. So Hefner was yeah, an advocate for he, Well, Kinsey's. he reads Kinsey and he says, hey, Everybody's been lying to me. Uh, they've all been diddling around doing all this stuff and I have been standing here being a nice guy, forget it. He says, I will be, and I'm quoting him, 
Kinsey's pamphleteer. I will be Kinsey's pamphleteer. Really? So from there, he began to advocate for changes in the law, and he created a magazine called... Playboy. Playboy, which then he said would reflect what Kinsey had found. <laughs> and now you know the rest of, of the, the story. story. <laughs> yep, that's where the modern degradation started. Yeah. Was with Kinsey in the 40s. Yeah. And then 40s. Hugh Hefner is a college student of Kinsey's. Yeah. Unbelievable. What is a woman? Oh, yes. you answered that already. You don't have to answer it again. <laughs> You're one or the other, you said. Yes. So I just put this in here to remind us to talk about it. We've already talked about it a little bit. But he fearlessly asks the Matt, Matt Walsh, mm -hmm. fearlessly asks the questions, the logic behind a gender ideology movement that has taken aim at women and children in this documentary. We watched this one, and it was quite interesting. Oh, yeah. It was actually very humorous because... No one could answer the question, what right. is a woman? Everybody go in circles. Right. No we saw the answer. circular definitions that never actually answered the question. And the Africans that just totally laughed. Right. They were like, what are you talking about? You can't be a woman if you're a man. And you can't be a man if you're a woman. Jeez. They were stumbling on basic answers, answers and their constant funny. circle back to the gender fluid talking points. Oh, yeah. So I guess what we came up with really is that gender is just an idea. It's not a sex. Sex is your sex. Right. You're born as either male or female. And your chromosomes, everything, are within your body. Right. Your cellular structure is your one or the other. Right. But if you want to feel like the other one, they got surgery and stuff, though. You could turn yourself inside out. Yeah. Or Ugh. outside in. Or whatever they would call it from the inside yeah. out. I don't know how you build one. I guess it's just top. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want to know. Um, right. So I've, I've, we... played, I've played with Play-Doh before, but I've just never practiced that. <laughs> Well, we suggest you take an hour and a half and watch this one. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Yes, you all should watch it. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Digging deeper TV. There's some stuff on there I didn't want to watch. I said, "What are we doing watching this? Get this off of here. We're re getting ready for the show tonight." And, like, <laughs> we couldn't. And then have. I couldn't stop watching this stupid thing. <laughs> I know. So go go to Digging Deeper TV and go to on demand and find that. Yeah. Graphic. Great, great idea. Yeah. What is a woman? Oh, you'll be shocked. Right. So somebody else who is going all off about this is, of course, Stu Peters. Um, and he had Moms for Liberty chapter leader Scarlett Johnson on his show to talk about the boycotting of Target, Ford, and other woke companies. So let's listen to that interview here. Scarlett Johnson is a chapter leader of Moms for Liberty, an amazing organization of activist Christian moms. She's also a mother of five, leader of the Mama Bears activist group, and she is now helping school board candidates for Ozaki County, Wisconsin, to take back that school board. She also critically is one of the people who helped break this Target story in the first place, and she joins us now. Scarlett, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, so you're running for school board, which I think so many people should do that want to actually protect our children from this mayhem that is this transgender craze. So the boycotts of, you know, Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light specifically, and Target, and now North Face are starting to kick off, gain steam, and it looks like hold traction. But how do we eradicate this altogether? We now have a whole month of this nonsense ahead of us. Well, 
My origin story in all of this, you know, for years, we've noticed when you walk into Target that there is some level of a pride display. And while something that was, you know, annoying, you sort of walk past it. And I think I know now that I didn't fully understand what was happening. But with this rise of the mama bear movement, where during COVID, we were we've been awoken, you know, we're awake, not woke. We started to do our research. We started to realize that so much of the things that we were seeing around us in our schools, in our culture, that there's almost a plan to it and that there are deep roots to everything that we're seeing. Um, So this year, a friend of mine, both of us went into Target and we were just going there as we normally do on a weekday. And we walked in, we were shocked, really shocked by what we saw, literally vomiting rainbows everywhere as soon as you walk in. But it, this was different. There was an intensified focus on the trans movement. So you walk in and shirts for or babies, onesies, T-shirts for children, They were geared with a message, a transgender message. Um, There were were t-shirts with naked, in comic form, but naked transgender men on on children's t-shirts. And so we, my friend took out her phone and we recorded this. Uh, We thought this is something that we should post on social media. You know, we couldn't believe that this was happening. And there were games, there were milk bones, you know, for your dogs. There, there were trans pride, you know, dog outfits. The onesies were particularly shocking to us. Um, the, the books, the hips on the drag queen go swish, swish, swish. Books about non-binary, books about being trans board books, you know, geared towards toddlers. And most offensive of all, were sports bras and swimwear for girls that were had a binding effect. And then we saw swimwear that was tuck friendly. And just to say we were appalled. We were just, we were shocked that there was this level of not just depravity, but the belief that they could do this They in, in a Target store. This is a family-friendly store. I have five children. I've shopped there for years. And so this wokeness has taken on a new level. While we were filming, I also took note and took pictures of the designers because the tags featured transgender and LGBTQIA plus designers. And they wrote little bios on the back of the merchandise. There was also several large prominent signs stating that Target proudly uh, worked with the Human Rights Campaign and GLSEN, the organization you stated, G-L-S-E-N, and they were donating a portion of profits to those organizations. Now that was something I knew well. Three years into the fight with school boards in the state of Wisconsin, uh, looking over curriculum, going to school board meetings, researching the Wisconsin Department of Instruction, and every state has their own uh, unique way of 
of working with their state department of education uh, in Wisconsin, it's Wisconsin DPI. So GLSEN was a name I knew well. They are behind safe spaces, the rainbow stickers in classrooms, GSA clubs. They used to be the Gay, um, Gay Straight Alliance. They have changed their name to Gender Sexualities Alliance. Uh, because the focus is the transgender movement and basically transing our kids and starting it at a very young age. And GLSEN also writes policy. They write uh, what they call guidance, guidance that m many states, they take on that guidance. The State Departments of Education uses GLSEN guidance and GLSEN states, just Google it, you'll see it for yourself, their goal is to infuse LGBTQIA or what what if you follow James Lindsay, um, you know, queer ideology or gender ideology to infuse that in every aspect of our child's curriculum from math to the lunchroom with posters, science, home ec, every every single aspect of your child's existence in education will be centered around these issues can you believe it well anymore yes yeah but no it's just unbelievable so they talked further later in the interview they talked about the fact that how do we fight this mm -hmm. and of course the first thing you do is you run for school board mm -hmm. and you run for those local spots and you get involved because that's the only way christian voices are going to be heard short of overthrowing the entire structure of the government right we're gonna have to do those kind of things infiltrate infiltrate <laughs> right <laughs> with light and truth stack the board with truth that's right that's right we also have been warned to beware of political warfare used by the far left during this year's pride month james Lindsay, founder and president of new discourses was on glenn beck in this clip Lindsay outlines two possible ways the LGBTQ movement, especially in June, may be used as a method to target Christians in America, possibly even resulting in government investigations of churches throughout the nation. It's all about labeling conservatives as dangerous Christian nationalists, mm -hmm. and Pride Month may give the left the perfect opportunity to do so. Yeah. So let's watch this one. So James Lindsay is uh, with us, and he's hacking everybody off uh, online um, because I don't, I, I'm not sure that people understand what he is trying to warn against. Uh, welcome to the program, James. Hey, Glenn. Always good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Um, he is the author, by the way, of The Marxification of Education and New Discourses Founder and President. Uh, he says... Political warfare is coming during Pride Month, and I fear you're, you're right, and I also fear that you're right about the warning to Christians. So, uh, James, where do you want to start? I think maybe we'll start kind of big picture. I think we're going to see uh, what political warfare is, first of all, is when you use basically intelligence kind of tactics against a population to get them to act and behave in certain ways that you can then take advantage of for political purposes, to drive an agenda, to get the DOJ to crack down on something, whatever. So now we know what that is. I think we're going to see two attacks through pride using LGBTQ, as they call it, issues as the, as the wedge. 
One of those will be to get our corporations that skew as American brands, Ford, Target, Bud Light, you know, Americana brands, to take this up full blast so that conservatives will turn around and boycott and target these corporations as we should and almost as we must. So we cut off ourselves at our own knees, and Marxists would like nothing better. But secondly, they will attack religious icons. They will go after children. We've seen this with the so-called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence or whatever they call themselves Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, going after very religious, offensive uh, behaviors. And the goal will be to – they know that that conservatives and particularly a lot of conservative Christians are getting angry – that they're getting desperate. Uh, it's almost like they've woke up a dragon and they're going to feed the dragon and get them to do something stupid that will then turn around and get used against them to whether it's investigate churches, shut down churches, um, come down in, on, on conservative Christianity just from a political perspective so that they're the domestic terrorist hotbeds of the country, and then come around in a few months and offer some new fake state-approved Christian churches that will fill in uh, the space that gets left by bulldozing um, what exists now. So you really think it'll go, th- I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised at this, but uh, I mean, that is a huge statement to make that they will shut down our churches? Well, I, you know, the federal government can only do so much with that, but they can start doing investigations. They can start digging in. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there is some large Christian reaction that's not strategic, that's not thoughtful. I'm asking nobody, by the way, to sit on their hands and do nothing. This is a common misconception of what I'm saying. But if it's not strategic, if we're not thinking intelligently about how we approach this, there are already large dossiers written for the federal government saying that the cause of January 6th, which, of course, is their favorite thing to go to, was, in fact, not even MAGA or Trump. Believe that. Believe it. How crazy is it that they say it's something other than Trump? It's Christian nationalism, which is a rising domestic terror threat. So if they can use some excuse to label churches as breeding grounds for domestic terrorism, you can bet the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, and maybe the IRS are going to be cracking down and spying on churches. You can bet they're going to try to push something like a second Patriot Act that allows them to spy on churches and do whatever else that they have to do in order to try to limit that alleged threat of domestic terrorism. This is well linked already in the federal government. This isn't just some media narrative, although that's happening too, to give it legs in the population. This is something that they'll get the public to demand, that they're going to say white supremacy tied to Christian nationalism, white Christian nationalism is the biggest threat. It's a very serious concern, and they will use the unbelievable provocations that they're going to put forth in the next month or two for pride to trigger Christians into giving them the reaction that they need so that they can justify these political moves against both Christians and conservatives, but also all Americans. So in one survey conducted between 2007 and 2017, uh, 52%, this is the claim, support some form of Christian nationalism. Later study, Brookings Institute, Public Religion Research Institute, says only 29% of Americans fall somewhere on the Christian nationalist spectrum. Over half Republicans reportedly show some degree of support, with 21% counting as adherents and 33% as sympathizers. What exactly is a Christian nationalist? 
You know, Glenn, I wish I could tell you because it's a very wide and I think deliberately wide spectrum of beliefs that ranges as, from things that are as innocuous as that we need to have kind of a broad cultural revival and bring Christian values back to the public square, meaning at the level of individuals coming back to God, coming back to the church, getting you know their Christian principles right and living them, all the way to the other side where we're talking about in, say, the book that's titled A Case for Christian Nationalism by Stephen Wolf, mm. uh, a Christian prince bestriding the land is the highest official, not just in the United States, but in the world. And so this Christian prince is, of course, a Protestant recreation of the pope. And this person is supposed to become the ultimate civil magistrate um, right out of kind of old philosophy. You know, we talk old philosophy sometimes, Glenn, right out of Hegel's philosophy of right, where we're going to have this mm. new kind of brilliant magistrate leader who's going to, you know, have the correct ideals and principles and lead the country. So it's a huge spectrum of that, anything in between. And they're playing, in a sense, both sides against the middle by putting out a wide spectrum of different views so that if one's unpalatable or one's too soft, they can point to the others and bounce around between the definitions and get people, and especially Christians, to dip into their values and say, well, you know what, I'm a Christian and I believe in this country, so I actually align with something in this, and I'll use the label which, like I said, I believe is actually a gigantic federal government trap being set for Christians to step right into and lose their liberties. So let me just give you some headlines. Politico, um, most Republicans support declaring the United States a Christian nation. Uh, this is from the Washington Post. Americans are growing more accepted, uh, accepting of Christian nationalism. NPR, more than half of Republicans support Christian nationalism. Uh, well, I will tell you that uh, they will put me and my collection uh, of historic items into Christian nationalism because I do believe the founding fathers founded this uh, with through their help, uh, through their belief and the help of God. And we are a Judeo-Christian nation. That's where we get most of our laws and the ideas. They came from the pulpit. That doesn't mean we hate other religions or anything else. It just means that's the truth uh, of, our, of our founding. So that makes me a Christian nationalist, I'm sure, according to them. Right. Absolutely, Glenn. Yes, right. absolutely. You know how the left works. They work through insinuation, right. association, and salacious claims so that they can take the softest possible expression, something like what you just gave, that might convince somebody it's Christian national, and then tie it to the most extreme behaviors. And this is exactly what the dossier that was presented to the House Unselect, if we might quote President Trump on it, House Unselect Committee about January 6th. It's a 56-page document written by a lawyer named Andrew Siddell. And he, he goes as far on the one hand as giving kind of very extreme examples and tying it to neo-Confederacy and people carrying Confederate flags through the Capitol. And then on the other hand, he says, here's proof of Christian nationalism being so widespread. And it might be something as innocuous as quoting somebody giving a prayer that's something like, you know, Lord God, bless this nation. In Jesus' name we pray. And so now all of a sudden, because you're saying bless this nation, that counts. So your collection, certainly, your views certainly are going to get roped into this. In fact, what you'll find is most of the conservative side of the aisle will get roped into this. I, according to my Wikipedia, I'm not even a Christian, 
I work with a Christian nationalist, so I'm Christian nationalist adjacent. But it turns out that the guy that I work with, his name's Michael Fallon, you know him, is not even a Christian nationalist and is on the front line fighting against this movement and this trap with me. So the, the, the facts will not matter to the left, is what I'm saying. Right. They will rope people in. They'll use insinuation, association to rope people in and to discredit them, to make them the new deplorables, the new unvaccinated, the new whatever can't be listened to, and to justify a large public scare campaign to get Democrats to pressure Democrat politicians to come out and push a second Patriot Act to investigate churches, to, to demand a mandate to figure out where this domestic extremism is allegedly coming from out of our churches. So here is something from the Joint Committee report on January 6th, that white Christian nationalists were more likely to eschew safety measures and prioritize the economy and liberty over the vulnerable. They're also more likely to hold anti-vaccine attitudes, oppose any federal gun control restrictions due to the belief that the Second Amendment was divinely inspired. They're more likely to fear immigrants and endorse anti-immigrant policies, and they oppose same-sex marriage and transgender rights. Holy cow. I'm telling you, Glenn, this is what Mao Zedong did in China and it worked. Not specifically with Christians, although that's relevant too. What he did very successfully was he wrapped up this campaign he called Unity Criticism Unity. He said, we're going to have unity on a new basis here in China. And then he criticized viciously, unfairly, just like what you just read, anybody who might be able to be painted, not even somebody who is, but somebody who can be painted as a impediment to that new basis and unity under it. And then when everybody that's still allowed to have, you know, a voice, a vote, et cetera, when everybody agrees, everybody who counts agrees, now they'll have unity under a new basis. We see this with the pushes for belonging. You see this with the pushes for inclusivity. You see this right here with what you just said. Every bad thing they can think of gets tied to this label Christian nationalism. And sadly, if they turn to some of these harder core guys that are both talking online and they're writing books and they're doing podcasts, they have ample evidence of people saying that they want to overturn the Constitution. They want to undo the 14th Amendment. They don't believe in the Equal Protection Clause. They want to get rid of the 19th Amendment. They want to get rid of free speech entirely and forced belief. They have ample evidence. This, this Stephen Wolf, who wrote this book, has a podcast out there that I've seen multiple times because people send it to me frequently where he says atheism will be stamped out in America. Well, what about Judaism? What about Mormonism? What right. about Buddhism? What about, you know, that is not American. A- See, that's that's the deal. Christian nationalism. If if that describes him, then he's neither Christian nor American. Because both of those go against Christianity and the American justice for all, freedom for all. All men are created equal. You can follow the con- your, the dictate of your conscience. Th- those things, they're in direct opposition to what, what most people who would be labeled a Christian nationalist would uh, agree with. I don't agree with anything that he just said. Right. And like I said, this is probably a minority of the people that are part of the movement, but the the left doesn't need most people to believe the crazy stuff. They need one person. That's it, which is they have plenty now. And it's not even, by the way, that this isn't American. If I might be so bold, it's not even Christian. I mean, the idea, if I understand Christianity correctly, is that Jesus came, Jesus offered his message, and Jesus is it's about you come to me if you choose on your own Correct. volition. This isn't about go out and force people to convert or stamp out this or that belief or whatever else. 
And what's happening is that people are justifiably and rightly frustrated. They are demoralized. They're afraid for their country, and they're starting to get desperate. They're saying it's too late. The Constitution's already dead. The law is already captured. We don't have any other options. And I don't... Yeah, I'm not, excuse me. <laughs> and then you're not a Christian, because everything but God, everything but God, have faith. Raising someone from the dead, a little diff- more difficult than bringing America back to uh, its sane place, not even its world standing, just where sanity and reason are once again followed. That's not a big magic trick for God to do. Raising dead, that's kind of a big thing. What do you say? We stop saying we're out of time, there's no hope, and start aligning yourself with the actual principles of Christ and Christianity. You know, I ask these fellows all the time, these Christian guys, I say, why do you doubt God's timing? If you have faith, why do you doubt God's timing? The American people are waking up to this. They're waking up to this now. People have spoken about it for 30 years, some longer. There are books from the early 1980s talking about this, this march through our institutions, and people couldn't hear it or see it. But now people are waking up fast. They're understanding the ESG is kind of at the heart of something that's going on. They understand that social emotional learning is the heart of the brainwashing happening in our schools. We're learning the targets. We're learning what's going on. We're learning it very quickly. And we are actually, as you mentioned with the boycotts, we're willing to stand up and take a stand. Maybe we should trust in the timing of this because it's meant to be this way. Maybe that's the case. Economic social governance. Mm Mm-hmm. ESG. ESG. So a couple of years ago, I'm watching the stock market. Market Watch, mm-hmm. and the hottest new trend is going to be ESG stocks. Anything to do with ESG, go get those stocks. Go get them. They're penny stocks. Go buy them. That's what they were saying. ESG, um, economic social governance. What the heck is that? Government controlling your social life and your money. Yep. It's yep. governance. Yep. That is the ugly truth of this whole movement. Yep. Total control of the population to then turn it into something it isn't. Well, and the more they get rid of, whether it be through the through the vaccine or whether they get rid of people through transitioning them or suiciding them or whatever, the easier it'll be to control the rest. The remaining populace. That's what he said. Yeah. Wow. All right. A lot to chew on there and a good segue to our next segment because it really, the main thing, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. Right. And that is we know since the beginning of time, since the beginning of your own lifetime and ours, you know that things are headed towards something that just isn't natural. Everything is just moving in the wrong direction. It doesn't make any sense. When things don't make sense anymore and you're at the end of your rope, mm-hmm. tie a knot and hang on. Right? Mm, that's right. And you that's have right. to understand that there's something bigger and better. And that is just what Glenn was talking about. To that person who doesn't confess to be a Christian, yet he talks pretty openly about it. And he knows... He's got the head knowledge. Mm-hmm. So. so that's a good example, but we'll go ahead and close out Ugly Truth now. 
and thank you for listening to The Ugly Truth, because they can't stop us, cause we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us, but we won't let freedom die, the whole world's brainwashed, everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets, the whole world's brainwashed, it's us against them, it ain't you against me. The Ugly Truth. Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore.